Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. We have a Fernando Tatis Jr. update and much more on fantasy baseball today in five. Welcome into FBT in five. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, August 24th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's start with Fernando Tatis Jr., who met with the media here on Tuesday. He apologized profusely, but he also announced that he will have shoulder surgery this offseason, the same one the Padres wanted him to have next offseason. Scott, I, I put out a poll on Twitter asking where people would want to draft or feel comfortable drafting Fernando Tatis next year when he's eligible to return. Uh, what do you think? How are you feeling about his draft stock for next season as of now? Well, I responded to your poll. I said uh, round three to four, really more like round three. And uh, I believe that was the most popular response in your poll as well. Uh, as far as the news of this, him, him undergoing shoulder surgery, I, I think... Look, I don't, I don't want to make light of surgery, especially on a shoulder, but I see this as a, a risk factor being removed because remember, this was, the, this was an injury that put him on the IL three separate times in 2021. We all thought he was going to have surgery to correct it at the end of the season. He didn't. And so, you know, it's, it's something that's lingered from his, since his days in the minors. It, it needed to be addressed and now he's getting it addressed and yeah, I guess there could be setbacks in that rehabilitation. You, you can never be too sure uh, when it comes to surgery, but it's it's he's he's having surgery to the labrum in his left shoulder. It's worth pointing out. It's right-handed hitter, right-handed thrower. You know, the 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 right shoulder is the more important one for him, and and it's reminiscent of of Josh Young, the Rangers prospect. You know, he tore the labrum in his left shoulder. Uh, lifting weights back in February, returned six months later and is killing it at AAA. It looks just as good as before the surgery. So I, I don't think it's going to be – I think it's unlikely to be something that uh, uh, that compromises Tatis next year. And if anything, it makes him, uh, it makes him more reliable, more likely to stay in the lineup, All stay right. healthy once he returns from the suspension. We have a lot of time until then, but if you're already thinking about next season, maybe Fernando Tatis in the third rounds of your drafts. I do love, Scott, if you're watching us on YouTube, you said uh, you had something to point out and you literally pointed to your left shoulder <laughs> as if we <laughs> didn't know where it was, but I do appreciate that. Some waiver wire hitters from Tuesday's action, Jorge Mateo, we talk about him a lot, but he 
just keeps on hitting, keeps on stealing bases. He went one for three with an RBI in his 28th steal. He's 70% rostered, Scott. But basically, since the end of June, he's hitting around 285. His strikeout rate is around 20%. That would lend himself toward being valuable in a points league as well. So I think, at this point, Jorge Mateo needs to be universally rostered, regardless of format. Yeah, I I think so too. If we if we take it back to June twentieth, which you know we could we could make the sample even smaller than that, and the numbers look even better. But I think taking it back to June twentieth, uh, you give uh, you you give um, you give Jorge Mateo a stat line that that looks, um, you know that that looks solid. Still looks like something he could halfway sustain. Uh, June twenty fifth, actually, uh, OPS. Just a little net south of 900. The BABIP looks like something sustainable. During that stretch, during that time, Jorge Mateo's point per game average is, is 3.05, which is actually a little better than Dansby Swanson during that same stretch. It's about the same as Andres Jimenez during that same stretch. It looks like somebody who's a perfectly serviceable starter, even in a points league. Must start, I would say, in categories league, but on the fringes of being startable in points leagues as well. All right, let's say you need a corner infielder in a deeper league. Scott, you brought up a name on the full-length podcast that we have not talked about much at all. Donovan Solano went 3-for-4, and he is now batting 331. He's with the Cincinnati Reds. A few other names here as well. Evan Longoria went 2-for-4 with his 12th home run. He's playing well since returning from injury, but he just doesn't play every day for the Giants. And then Emmanuel Rivera has back-to-back multi-hit games, and he's played well with the Diamondbacks. 15 games, 296 batting average, four home runs. How do you rank these three, Scotty, in deeper leagues? Solano, Longoria, Rivera. I rank them just like you listed them there, Solano at the top. I, I think if Longoria played more consistently, he would be the top choice. Uh, I do think Solano, you know, his playing time hasn't been quite every day either, but I do think it's going to be the most consistent of those three, and that's the main reason. I put him at the top of the list. You mentioned batting 331 for the season, OPS uh, over 830. It's it's mostly driven by the batting average, and you might assume, oh, 331, that's obviously unsustainable. But Solano, dating back to 2019, so four seasons, he's a 310 hitter. Like Hitting for average is what he does. Uh, high line drive rate, all fields approach. Obviously, he's in a good environment there in Cincinnati. So I, I think, you know, plus he's eligible to second in addition to third base of so two weak positions. I, I think he's I think he's much more useful than his four percent roster rate would have you believe. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in five. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 